It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TVs, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Jim Mintier. And this week, we're trying to make sense of Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, Jim. I don't, I don't know if you can follow it. I don't know if I can follow it. So we're going to try to make some sense of it today. Uh, Marvel on Disney Plus gets some new, uh, new release schedule overall. We're going to talk about what has been moved around. Uh, mostly, mostly delays, uh, but not dismays, as someone once told me. So we can, you know, keep that rock and rolling. Nick Cage just can't escape our hearts or our movies, and he could return as Ghost Rider yet again. Uh, maybe this year, maybe next year, maybe farther. We don't know yet, and more. So, uh, as people may notice, we don't have Mike today. We have Jim, super special fan, super fan, special guest host. Jim, how are you doing, Jim? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for letting me come on. Yes. Thanks for being here. Mike is somewhere uh, to be found. I don't know where he is. We uh, tried to put an Apple AirTag on him. Uh, he found it and threw it off. So we we don't know where he is anymore today. So um, so what what I mean, before we get into uh, this, anything you want you want to talk about? Um, you know, we, we always break down a bit this this weekend. It's Labor Day. So obviously, thank you for taking your your Labor Day holiday and spending it with me doing this. But um, this weekend I went and I, I went and found a couple uh, retro video games uh, for my brother-in-law's birthday, which kind of took me down a path, like getting, you know, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 for regular Nintendo. Uh, I got a multi-tap for PlayStation 1. Are you familiar with multi-taps? Yeah. The the four-player adapter for, for those. Yep. Uh, um, Frogger for PS1, which was my wife's request. And then also... Uh, some some VHS tapes at like a little peddler's mall. So, you know, the Muppet ones, obviously Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppets from space, because I have to have my Muppets at the end of the day. But um, yes, yeah, so what, what have you been up to lately? How, how have you been? Um, well, actually, uh, I got a car that's <laughs> acting up, so I get to spend some money on that this week to replace an alternator. Um, and then. Also, this weekend, I got an email from Nintendo that it is their Blockbuster sale, which is funny because it's only like 25 titles, uh-huh. and some of them are I would consider Blockbusters, and others I would say are nominal at best. But I did get um, Sifu, the, uh, okay. yeah. that Kung Fu game, um, for a pretty steep discount. I think it was like 40% off. So I've been oh, nice. dabbling with that a little bit when I have a chance. And you said that's on your switch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Your switch. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's a good week for games. Starfield, uh, came out for PC, uh, and early access for Xbox this week. Right. That's Bethesda's, uh, their Skyrim in space, if you will. I know a lot of people love Skyrim. They've released it on every console known to man a dozen times over and over. Yes. Um, and, um, I was going to say my, uh, Spider-Man two PlayStation five controller came in the one that's themed with it. Ooh. Um, yeah. so that's pretty, pretty exciting. I haven't even opened it. I was like, have you opened it? I'm like, I'm, I'm scared to open it. Like it's so, you know, uh, precious to me because my, my PlayStation four is a Spider-Man one PlayStation four. So, so very excited cool. to, to add that to the collection, but it's a good weekend for video games. It sounds like over there. Yeah. Not too bad. Especially, um, 
for those that don't know, I at um, 42 years old decided to become a teacher. So oh. I'm dealing with being a first year teacher this year on top of everything else. So I yeah. needed the distraction for a little bit. Yeah. Um, what 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 uh, what what age level do you teach? High school. I'm doing uh, English. So English. I got freshmen, sophomore, and seniors. Okay. No. Uh, yeah. Just a a nice nice amalgamation. Now I've seen some photos, a, a video walkthrough of your room, if you will, and um, mm -hmm. you have decked it out in Indiana Jones uh, references uh, to beat the yep. band. Really. Uh, yep. So has how's how's the reception been to that so far? Um, Indiana Jones and Superman are the two big uh, decorations, and uh, pretty good. Uh, they always ask me why I like Superman so much, so then I got to tell my Henry Cavill story to him. Mm -hmm. So nice. That's that, that's, good. that's awesome. Yeah, I, I wish I wish my teachers would have been that cool to you know have some some references of comic book characters or or even Indiana Jones. So um, well that that's awesome. That's awesome. So, all right. So, um, nothing else. With so no further ado, Jim, you ready to jump into some notes here? We've got two weeks of notes. Now we were off last week. News has been kind of quiet, to be completely honest. A lot of rumors, and I'm, I'm like, you know, we don't need the rumors. But we're gonna jump into some news here, if that's all right with you. Yep. Let's go. Awesome. All right. So first and foremost, Barbie. Have you seen Barbie yet, Jim? Unfortunately, no. It's mm -hmm. been on my list, and uh, again, because I've been busy and. My two uh, teenage daughters do not want to see it, so well, they are miss they are absolutely missing out. I enjoyed myself watching Barbie. Um, and it's about to come out to digital, but uh, in other news, it is now the highest grossing movie for Warner Brothers, uh, passing the Joker and Dark Knight, two properties that I would say um, have a more rabid fan base, if you will, than Barbie. Uh, so that's that is saying something, I think at the end of the day. Yeah, Barbie's been kind of the uh, the summer movie event this year mm -hmm. and i would if he'd asked me six months ago what i thought it would have been that would have yeah. been towards the bottom of my list to be honest yeah i it, i mean there has always so much hyperbole in movies right and i've talked about this before with james gunn saying that the flash is the greatest superhero movie ever made right not even close not the worst either by <laughs> far the worst so the, the the detractors on the other side absolutely completely wrong however you know, when people are like, oh, Barbie's going to be like a, you know, a billion dollar movie. I'm like, well, it, it can be good, but it's not going to be, you know, a billion dollars. I was very, very skeptical of that. But here we are. I believe it may have even passed a um, um, billion dollars. So I'm going to I'm going to look it up here. But um, yeah, I think it's coming out on digital pretty, pretty soon as well. Right. Um, would that would, would that be something more up your alley since you can watch it at home then? You don't have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would definitely give it a shot. Maybe even when it lands on streaming. So I guess that would be Max if it's a WB property. Yes, yes. And I believe they've even delayed the digital release because, you know, a lot of those contracts were made before movies take off oh. and are, you know, through the roof. It's $1.36 billion globally, Jim. Um, and um, it's one of those movies which is like counterintuitive, you know, most like avatars, like 60 to 75% international. Um, but this one has 600 million in, in North America alone, uh, oh. which was um, uh, just past Mario this year, which is 574 million domestically. So two, two huge, um, I guess, domestic wins this year, right? For, for the theater. Now, not, I think, you know, this is going to go kind of against this, uh, you know, nothing is probably, but against the theaters generally, there's been a lot of movies this year, right? Like literally I like going to the movies, but I can't go every week. What about you? Um, yeah, I've been really limited. I could go every week with the the variety, but 
yeah. monetarily, I can't, haven't been able to afford it very much. So, yeah, uh, that, that's kind of why I missed Barbie, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, I, I think it's, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, obviously it was the weekend they call it Barbenheimer, right? Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yep. And, uh, you know, two opposite ends of the spectrum there on, on movie, you know, what you're, what you're watching at the end of the day. But uh, really, you know, there's just been a lot. So I'm, I'm glad to see this one, you know, obviously take off. And and again, as people have said uh, in, in Hollywood, even the the studios are taking are going to mess up the message of this movie being the, the biggest one it's not about toys right barbie wasn't a, right. the movie's not about the toys it's about the messaging and uh it's it's really um been pretty good i just looked it up as well uh the um and it's a uh, um, barbie's uh warner brothers one of their their highest worldwide release of all time was harry potter and the deathly hollows part two which is uh which is 1.34 billion not adjusted for inflation so this is the biggest domestic title and um i believe maybe even international uh it, it ever at Warner Brothers in the past hundred years, wow. so that is that is phenomenal for that. And uh, hopefully, if people are listening to this and like, ah, it can't be that good. It's pretty entertaining. It is it is an entertaining film with some good messaging. So hopefully, when it comes to digital, um, you know, we can all put those max subscriptions to <laughs> to to the test. I don't use mine hardly as much as I should. I feel bad, but you know, it's included with my phone, so I I don't feel like I'm paying for it uh, and not using it kind of deal. So. Right. No, I, I use mine a little bit. Um, there's a few TV shows on there. We like to watch a lot. Um, warrior, it just wrapped uh-huh. up. That's a good one. Um, but I was going to say, do you suppose Barbie's popularity is due to, um, counter programming? Uh, you know, cause always the summer blockbusters anymore are usually like the big tent pole mm-hmm. action movies, superhero movies, things like that, where this is more yeah. of a lighthearted comedy with bright colors and, I, I would say once you watch it, you're going to see how lighthearted it isn't. Um, oh, really? It's a pretty, okay. it's a pretty serious movie. Like it's got some real good stuff. Like it, it seems goofy from maybe the trailers, but it's got some pretty good, it's got some pretty good messaging in it. But like it's just a solid film. I think that's why, right? And then also, you know, it's it's one of those things akin to, um, you know, it's it's a movie for for women, and women are going to take, you know, the, them and their girlfriends are going to go out and have a good time watching barbie together and having some drinks and, and just making a day out of it and that's awesome like that is really cool because right. i know i've made evenings out with the guys right we all went out and had some drinks watched a movie kind of thing so uh i i think that helps but uh, you know it is a very solid movie at the end of the day but it is like you mentioned a stark contrast to again oppenheimer the movie that do- dropped on the same day right like a very yeah. serious this is this is cinema you got to watch this because it was filmed on real film and you know there's no you know visual effects even though there's a little bit of visual effects in here so um yeah i wouldn't say maybe counter programming but like you know it's just it's it's a choice and obviously um barbie is what how how long has it all been around 70 plus years 80 plus years so yeah yeah, it's it's pretty entertaining now it's it's gonna be yeah i don't want to talk about it yet but like i'm excited for people to watch this but yeah absolutely congratulations on that on being the highest grossing movie uh, right for one of they need they needed a win this year Really, yeah, uh, for, um, for the decade. Yeah, this that's true. Uh, well, yeah, since I guess Harry Potter too. So, uh, well, like the Joker, the Joker made some money. That was pretty good, uh, in a, in a different way. Again, more like an Oppenheimer, but mm-hmm. um, Dune. Uh, we're supposed to speaking of Warner Brothers. Dune uh, has been delayed. Uh, part two has been delayed from um, November of this year to March fifteenth of next year, twenty twenty four. 
and I believe this to be primarily directed at the current um, SAG after strikes, right? Uh, if you can't have your actors promoting your movie, you're probably not going to get a lot of people to watch it. So um, I, I think that's it. I don't think, again, we are in we are in an era where delays are no indication of quality of the film, right? I think Dune, Dune's done and it's probably in the can and ready to go. Uh, they just want to make sure it has a very, very large uh, audience when it when it hits uh, theaters because that first one was very risky, right? Dune, you've have you ever seen the original Dune from the eighties? Actually, I when I I was going to watch it and then several people told me it felt like it was two thirds of a movie. Uh-huh. Like uh, maybe you so, even said that in your review well, too. The the new I, I'm talking about the original one from the eighties, not part. Oh, of the original from the eighties. Yeah, um, long long time yeah. ago. I haven't revisited it yeah. recently. Yeah, and then they, they, you know, and then obviously they're like, okay, Doom's un, it's an unfilmable book, and then they were able to make it. And absolutely, it, you know, it is, you know, half the novel of the original book. So, but um, absolutely phenomenal. I, I bought it on on Prime Day on 4K whenever it came out. Um, you know, under ten dollars, and I'm very excited to watch part two. But, but yeah, absolutely. If they have like a two, I mean, I wouldn't recommend someone sit in the theater for six hours when part two comes out. Like part one and two, you're going to be tired of the sand, uh, if you will, turn into a little Darth Vader yourself. But uh, absolutely, I, you know, I think I think part one's you know worth watching before you go and watch part two. But um, right. um, yeah, it just gets a little more time for you to do that, right? You don't have to go <laughs> go in November. I'm, this is, to me, this is my little birthday treat since my birthday's in March. I'm like, great, I get to go okay. watch, watch watch Dune two, Dune more, even more Dune. So <laughs> yeah, I I was just gonna wait to where I could watch the first part and then stroll into a movie theater and watch part two instead of the agonizing wait. Mm-hmm. I will say, you know, this is one of those movies. Part one came out on Max. It was part of the the HBO. We're hijacking the theatrical release day uh, with this. Um, and you can watch it at home. This is one of those movies, part one, I would say, and it's probably going to be just as much with part two. I, I really feel you have to put down all your distractions to watch this movie because okay. it, it, is, it is dense. It is – well, it's not dense. It's just very – Hey, there's some long stuff here. There's so you know some really weird words because you're on an alien planet with alien civilizations. Uh, you don't see a lot of aliens, but you know they're obviously they're, they're humanoids. Uh, but like you know there's the you know the Quizach Hatterack and you know all this other things like Mod Deb and you're like what are these words? And if you don't pay attention, you're gonna like lose that definition pretty quick. But um, very very excited. I think you know. This does it now. Where does Wonka fall in it for Timothy Chalamet? Um, does that did that get moved? No, December fifteenth. So he's gonna have Wonka before he has Dune Part Two. Again, oh, wow. yeah, for Chalamet. Um, so, um, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna as long as it doesn't get delayed, right? Wonka is it's on that movie <laughs> kind of thing where you're like, yeah, you can probably probably get delayed this year. Now, uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That makes me think about December. Um, any, do you do you know when that's coming out? Because I uh, am not good with dates right now. Uh, is this also it's December twentieth, so a week later. Okay. So so Warner Brothers is dropping looks like two movies uh, back to back. Is this Warner? Yeah, Warner Brothers. So two movies back to back in December. At this current rate, now things might get delayed. Things may not get delayed. So we'll we'll keep you guys posted as more comes out. So uh, the, night- the one Christmas just by a war of attrition. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna go see Wonka with the family? Or are you gonna go see Aquaman? Nobody wins in, in the, <laughs> the Christmas movie battle this year. Uh, but in, in speaking of DC and sad news, uh, the the Nightwing movie um, is confirmed dead at Warner Brothers. Obviously, this was an originally talent, and that announced well before uh, the James Gunn Peter Safran 
uh, takeover, and probably even before they were purchased by Discovery. Uh, Chris McKay was attached to it, but um, no longer um, in in the work works over there. So was this going to be an extension of Snyder's universe? I don't know. Uh, okay. Technically, it could have been. It could have also not been because, you know, they never really touched on um, uh, what's this? What's Robin's? This, is it Tim Drake? No. Who's, who's Nightwing? Is Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. And they never really touched on Dick Grayson. I think they said it was Tim Drake in that, that Batman outfit or the, the Robin suit, right, in the Bat, Batcave. Oh, right. Um, so so I think there was an opportunity that they could have if they wanted to. But, you know, uh, why poison yourself, really, before right. you get being <laughs> – uh, that's, that's a rough, that's a rough crowd there, but we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, Nightwing no longer uh, in that. Uh, there's a rumor this week that, um, possibly Batman, um, the, the Batman two movie may include a, um, uh, Dick Grayson slash, uh, Robin, but the, you know, there's no confirmation screen plays aren't being written right now. Ca- actors aren't getting, you know, deals right now. So all these quote unquote news of script things and story beats and like actors signing for things is, are totally not true. So I'm like, ah, uh, you gotta be real careful during the strike. What you, what you yeah. should put out there is news. So absolutely. Uh, on the flip side, um, uh, other movie that came out this year, the flash, uh, is, uh, debuted extremely low on the max streaming service, Jim, like really low. Like apparently it only had 1.1 million views compared to the Batman's 4.1 million views when it debuted on there. Um, so, uh, I, am I surprised? I, I did actually, to be completely honest, I didn't see any advertising. This was coming to max. So I think I missed the release date. Not saying I'd be one of the extra people watching it, but I feel like they really just kind of shovel that one under the rug. Yeah. If I wouldn't have listened to you guys, I don't know if I would have known the date either. Um, mm-hmm. but I can't say, I, I will say it's a much better movie than that, yeah. but I, I can't say too much cause I haven't streamed it yet either. Yeah. So I, I obviously didn't lend my eyes to that number. Right. Did did you did you watch it in theater by chance? Yes. Yes, yeah. I did. Okay. I I, fi- I figured, but you know, it's like one of the things. I don't I don't have a desire to revisit this movie. Like like you know, like I've seen it. Is there anything I'm going to get out of it again? You know, uh, maybe yeah, that's I'm, why. I'm the same way. Um, it, yeah, it was great seeing Keaton back, which that's kind of crazy that we're talking about a Flash movie and all the talking points are about Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh, are about Batman, yeah, and Superman, Super yeah. Supergirl, yep. I guess, too. Yeah. And then, of course, um, spoiler alert for those, uh, the the ending where you see the universes, of course, I got yeah. a little tingle out of that. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, is that enough to make me watch it again and again? No. No. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I think some of the best parts of this movie are like, We've what we said it could be YouTube clips, right? Yep, At the end exactly. of the day, um, you know, does it? I mean, I'm, I'm not upset I watched it in theaters, but I again, I just don't have a desire to go back and revisit it. Maybe I can watch someone's breakdown of stuff, but um, yeah. And then the Batman alone, that's a whole different. It's a little unfair to compare it to the Batman, even though you know they're both DC characters, and the Flash has a lot of Batman in it, a lot of Batman, right. really, if you will. Um, but you know, it's just. Um, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, word of mouth can kill it in streaming and in theaters, I guess, at the at the yeah. end of the day. So um, maybe maybe Tom Cruise is one of those one million people rewatching The Flash. <laughs> could, maybe he's watched it one million times. Yeah, yeah. Now, he probably bought it on a film reel, you know, really watching his home theater kind of thing mm-hmm. on, on film. Like, like it should be watched, Jim, without motion. Uh, was it motion blur? He always says turn off the uh, 
Oh yeah. yeah. Motion smoothing. Yeah. Um, but also, to, you know, we're going to step out of the DC universe, but into someone who has a very large thumbprint on the DC universe, and that's uh, Rebel Moon by Zack Snyder. We got our first, I'm going to say the first trailer during Gamescom uh, uh, about two weeks ago. And um, I, I watched it right before we hopped on the microphone again. And I will say, much like Zack Snyder's movies, this trailer is two times as long as it should be and not enough substance to really get me interested. Um, but... You know, they say that this is his quote-unquote Star Wars, right? Seven Samurai in space and sci-fi. I like a good sci-fi movie. It's voiced over by, I believe, Anthony Hopkins, right? Yep. Who might be doing one of the things. Um, I, I I don't really know what to make of it other than the obvious allegories that are the space Nazis. And um, <laughs> a, yeah. like literal, like they're like, they look like space Nazis. Uh, and then also, you know, there's this... Um, this one, the, the main girl who has a destiny to go get a bunch of people together to fight the space Nazis. And one of the things I didn't think was real, but got announced is that this is a movie literally being split into two parts. Um, right. So, you know, they took his 200 page script, uh, split it into two. So he's got part one, Rebel Moon, A Child of Fire, and that'll be on Netflix, December 22nd, 2023. Another Christmas note prize for anybody <laughs> um, who was counting this episode. And then part two, Rebel Moon Part 2, The Scargiver, will debut uh, on April 19th, 2024, so four months later, which actually a lot less than I thought we'd have to wait to see the second part of this, right? Um, mm, yeah. Very, very impressed with that. So any take before there's another bullet point here. I don't want to touch on it yet, Jim. Don't read that second. Don't touch on that second bullet point yet. But is there okay. anything else about this trailer or these two parts uh, on Netflix, by the way, this is a Netflix show, that, you know, has you jazz, has you unjazz? Uh, you know, what do you feel? Well, my reaction to it was um, I forgot that this was an adaptation of his original idea for a Star Wars movie, and that is very prevalent in the the trailer. And to me, uh, my initial reaction was kind of like the uh, chocolate in my peanut butter was you got Star Wars in my Dune. Uh -huh. So uh, that's what I kind of walked away with. I'm interested. I, I, I'll admit I'll probably watch it, but um, it, it just feels done before does that make sense yeah it doesn't feel new yeah uh, there you go yeah yeah i mean i mean we've um you know uh it's it, it feels very Zack snyder if you will uh <laughs> yeah. like like maybe he's missed miss, like taken all of his movies he's done including you know uh again his uh, original ideas such as girls dancing but it's a video game what is that one called sucker oh, punch uh, sucker punch yeah sucker mm -hmm. punch watchmen uh, you know, some Justice League stuff in here. He's kind of mixed them all together. Even a little bit of uh, that zombie movie, Army of the Dead, that he kind of had in here a little bit. Oh, right. Um, uh, and kind of, kind of giving it forward. Now, there's a bunch of good actors in here. You know, the cast looks pretty good. You can't, can't fault him for that. Um, the, the effects, some people have called out a little wonky, but it's a trailer. He's got, you know, several months to, to polish this up. Uh, and it's also on Netflix, right? I'm not paying a movie ticket twice to go see this. You just have it on Netflix. If you already have Netflix or you get, you know, a m one month on and off really not too bad. Right. At the end of the day, the price of admission. Right. So I'm not expecting a tier, you know, a, an S tier film. I'm, I'm expecting like an A tier film. Um, but I, I just, I'm not jazz. Right. I don't feel like hype. Uh, right. About it. And you may, you may hit a point that it doesn't, it doesn't look new. It looks like, you know, it's tried and tropey if you will. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a Zack Snyder apologist. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy a lot of his stuff. Sucker Punch, I'll give you. I did not care for that one much. But um, as mentioned earlier, uh, I've got a very big soft spot for his Superman work, Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman and stuff. So with that in mind, I'm interested to see what he does with it. But from the trailer, it's it's some sizzle, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's any substance. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's flair, flair, nothing, nothing to it. Now, I will tell you, Jim, you were asking yourself, Zack Snyder has full control over these movies. No one's telling him what to do. So these have to be his director's cuts. There cannot be any more versions of these movies. Well, guess what? You're wrong. You're wrong, Jim, uh, because Zack Snyder has already said he is preparing director's cuts of these movies, both of them. So not only is he in charge of these movies that are releasing uncut, un, un, you know, there are literally no restrictions on Netflix, right? Like you don't have to right. put them in theaters and sell with ratings. He's doing director's cuts, even longer versions of this. And, you know, of all the things I would say, Zack Snyder, he's making movies, he's he's doing things, he's sticking to his guns, by God. But doing director's cuts of things that he's already doing himself has got to be the biggest marketing shtick I've ever seen. Like that is, If that's what he learned doing at, at Warner Brothers because they let him do um, his director's cut or extended cut of Batman v Superman and then also his own Justice League, and, and this is what he's walking away with, this has got to be... The dumbest thing ever. Like, I, I hate the idea so much that he's just doing director's cuts because there is literally no, there's no, um, I guess, railing on him at Netflix, right? Like, you, they don't, right. they're like, you don't, they don't care how long it is. Yeah, just put out your movie. But he's like, no, guess what? We're going to do this again and I'm going to release them twice later. I'm, I'm doubling down on all my movies going forward because you're going to get the, the, my original edition and then I, my director's cut edition. So well, it makes you wonder if, like, the director's cut is somehow combining both of them into one long movie. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, he, I feel like he did this with Justice League, is take the internet's feedback and just do oh. more to, to, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I plan to do that the whole time, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I'm a little cynical about him, okay? I'm I'm a little cynical. But right. But I, I, again, I think the idea is go ahead and release them. Don't do director's cuts. Go work on your next thing. You know, yep. it, take a shotgun approach. Eventually, if you throw enough stuff at the wall, something will stick and people will enjoy. Yep. Everyone as a whole will enjoy your work again, Mr. <laughs> Snyder. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I think that to me that he's already preparing director's cuts of these films that are going to Netflix and not anywhere else is just mind blowing. But um you can't win them all, man. You can't win them all. Right. Well, that's okay. That's okay. It's just Netflix. It's just the cost <laughs> of a Netflix subscription. There's exactly. going to be more on there to watch. It'll be fine. All right. Let's shift some gears. Let's get into Marvel for a little bit. Uh, we got some Marvel for, for I would not the rest of the show. Okay. Most of the rest of the show. Next half. Uh, so She-Hulk. Uh, apparently, a season two is in the works at Disney for Disney+. And this was before the writer's strike uh, kind of put, put a halt on it. But I I feel... I feel that's this is not surprising, right? This feels kind of like a real announce, uh, not an announcement, but a real kind of uh, insider information, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think the first season did well enough. It, to, in my opinion, it deserves a second season. So uh, I'm pretty happy to hear about this. 
Yeah, they they said a lot of people uh, a lot of people tuned in for She-Hulk, right? Uh, first and foremost, again, the twenty-minute bite-sized episodes, pretty good for for that mm-hmm. show. Uh, obviously, the addition of Charlie Cox's Daredevil later on. Um, you know, I, I a lot of people talked about. A lot of people did enjoy it. Whether you know uh, the the vocal minority who hates women on the internet uh, drowned them out or not, a lot of people did watch it and did enjoy it. So, I, I think this is fine. I think. The the I would say the takeaway for season two would be um, you don't need to focus so much on her, you know, again, getting her powers for the first time or learning to control them. Uh, she should have a, a grasp on that. Right. And and really just dive into the zanier stuff of the MCU. Or are they going to do the, the super fun trope of she loses her powers because it's the second movie or second yeah. season? I hope not. I really, really hope not because she can control it. I, I think one of the things they should do is because she's now uh, working at a, a law firm that like, I guess like accepts her and is it making her like the, the mascot that you can really maybe focus on some courtroom zaniness, if you will. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we had the Mr. Um, Invincible or whatever it was, who was in the one episode briefly. There's probably some other, you know, powered characters she can represent across the world. Uh, and depending on when this comes out, whether that's uh, in the mi- in the middle of Secret Wars, like what if it was in the middle of Kang Dynasty and uh, Secret Wars, where they're like she's a lawyer on Battle World kind of thing, like and she's dealing with all sorts of multiversal you know lawsuits. Uh, I think that would be entertaining. Be interesting, yeah, that would be real good. Yeah, so you know, there's a lot of opportunities here, and because it literally is a tongue-in-cheek talk to the camera, break the fourth wall, I think that really opens up the opportunities here. Uh, to have some fun. Oh yeah. Now, are you as interested in the MCU timeline as I am? Because I get like almost, I wouldn't say like very into it, but I'm always curious where things kind of lie really at the end of the day. Right. Because you don't, things aren't always in release order. You can have them come out in any order and then put them like uh place them anywhere like black widow. Right. It was later, but you know, existed in between um, uh, civil war and uh, infinity war. Right. So, right. I always get very focused about this. And thankfully for people like me, um, the, the Marvel is releasing a book, the MCU timeline this September uh, that you can buy and it's hardcover. Um, and it will supposedly follow the entire MCU all the way up through Loki season two, which will be kicking off as soon as the book comes out. Oh, wow. Which is crazy because cool. Loki is a yeah. different timeline. Yeah, true. Maybe they need a, uh, a sub book for just that. Right. Right. The, the multiversal book. Uh, let yeah. me see here. At Marvel studios, the Marvel cinematic universe, an official timeline. It's only $30, which I think is great for a hardcover book. Oh, like that, that's, yeah. that's pretty affordable. I'm actually going to link it into the show notes here. Cause I got a couple other links, uh, on Amazon that I've, I've purchased. Um, so I think it's pretty good. Now there was some, some, feedback on this earlier this uh last month the original cover for this when it was announced had um the scarlet witch on it but they've since replaced the scarlet witch with loki and sylvie from loki on the cover which um i think that's fine right I, it doesn't i don't care right. what's on the cover the contents are, are are what matters to me and then when you start looking clicking through it on amazon you can see the timeline and some tidbits about the movies um obviously the fun part about all this jim is that we um we we got to see this kind of come through from the beginning rather than the the end. So like like obviously none of this where we are today was not planned out in 2007 when they started filming these movies. So 
it's kind right. of fun to see how they've you know retrofitted a lot of this because originally uh, Joss Whedon wasn't directing the Avengers or writing the Avengers movie, the first one. They they were going to have the Hulk be the villain, like the comic yep. books, and they were able to pull that together and come together and and, and honestly, against all odds, create a movie that everybody enjoys. So, um, you know, and, and that, whether you feel like we are, have too much now or, or not enough, that's, um, you know, that's, that's, that's all personal preference. But I'm excited to to get this book. And actually, it used to be $50 and it's down to $30. So oh, nice. I'm going to start pre-ordering this book here. I'm going to leave this tab open for, for, for when the show's <laughs> over. Yeah, I might have to as well. Do you, Now, do they go into, like, is it strictly just the story beats or do they go into, like, behind the scenes on the movies and stuff, like their development? So I uh, I will say um, I don't know how much of the development this is because it's a it's a timeline. But one of the pages in here is entirely dedicated to the Hulk, his his timeline and growth through the movies. Oh, OK. And, and you look at it, it's, you know, it, it doesn't have any photos of Edward Norton, but it starts with his movie, you know, and going through the Avengers. And then uh, when he was on Sakaar and then uh, with with Thor, Secret Wars uh, or not Secret Wars. Uh, Infinity War in game, and then obviously ending with him with She-Hulk there at the end of his little page. So right. uh, I don't I don't think it'll be behind the scenes, but I'm, I'm it's probably going to be with um, a lot of timelines overall, and for individual characters. So well, it'd be a good cool. reference point. Yeah. I think. Uh, and this is the official one, so obviously we have things. If 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 something's wrong in the movies, we can always refer back to this, right? And be like, well, this is where we have it in print. We're gonna we're gonna go with this. So. Right. Uh, yeah, that's check cool. out, yeah, yeah. Check that out in our show notes if you think you're going to pick it up. We don't make any money off these Amazon links, so don't worry. We're not, we're not, we are, we are not getting any funds off this. So buy it to your heart's content. Or if you know someone who likes Marvel, it's a great Christmas present. That's what I always tell people. Move these these books and the art books of the TV shows and movies make great Christmas presents for people if you don't know what to, what to get them. So, oh yeah. Uh, so we're going to continue our our shopping journey through Amazon, Jim. Here uh, with Loki, the 4K series um uh, the show the first season is being released on 4k uh in a steelbook later this this month one of two movie uh, one of two shows from uh marvel getting the uh the the physical treatment if you will uh also the, uh, go ahead. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt is the steelbook uh through amazon or is that through best Buy? everywhere everywhere the steelbook oh, it's everywhere. only in steelbook yeah uh oh, so wow. okay yep so um for it's 50 dollars for loki season one on 4k um, and, uh, they're doing this with Loki and we're going to talk about WandaVision, uh, Mandalorian season one and season two. Now I will tell you, I know exactly why they're doing this, Jim. It is to make money off of these shows, um, because they were not making money on the streaming service as much as they thought. Right. So what do you do with those right. shows? You package them into a, a quote unquote limited release and, and send them home, uh, with people. So Loki and WandaVision are coming out September 26th. So the end of this month. Uh, I've gone ahead and pre-ordered my Loki season one. I think it's great um, that they're doing this. There are some special exclusive scenes, including an extended look at the Throg scene, uh, where, where it's the Frog Thor scene that was cut from the show in here as nice. well. So um, you do get a little bit of extra, not a whole lot, but I'm going to be putting this right on my shelf with everything else because as we've seen with Disney, they will take anything off Disney Plus to save a dollar. So um going to hold these down for a rainy day if you will maybe maybe they'll release a vhs copy soon jim I don't know. <laughs> yeah that um that leads me into uh i hope that they would maybe re-release the netflix series on physical 
Yeah, I have Daredevil and Jessica Jones, uh, a couple of seasons of those, and a couple of Agents of Shield as well. I don't know if they will or not, but that that would be a good like I would I would buy a Defenders bundle, right? The the Defenders yeah. one you get this one case and you get them all kind of deal. Right. Um, so so I would I would hundred percent be down with that. Um, yeah, I was I know. I was gonna say I know Daredevil. Uh, any of them now are all but impossible to find. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're a very, very short run. Uh, short run. Yeah. So we, I've got a couple of them. I thought about selling them until they pulled them off Netflix. So I'm like, well, never mind. Um, <laughs> they're worth a worth a pretty penny. But uh, I was joking with my wife. I'm like, oh, they don't come with a digital code, so I can stream them. And she was like, well, I'm like, I'm just joking because they're on Disney Plus. But, um, <laughs> but the other one is obviously WandaVision. Uh, these these are the two shows, two of the people's favorite shows, right? From from when the Disney uh, Plus launched with Marvel. So you get a steelbook of WandaVision um, as well. And it's got, you know, obviously, you know, it's steelbook with uh, the Vision and, and Scarlet Witch in their outfits and then their their uh, retro looks as well. I, I think these are cool. Again, owning physical copies is not for everybody. I totally understand. Uh, you don't have to get them. But if you do, Marvel is releasing some of them now. The question is going to be, since they're doing Mandalorian 1, 2, Loki, and this, what other shows on Disney Plus Jim, would you want to see? Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking that while you were asking. Um, that's a good question. I don't know that I would get many other ones, to be honest. Uh-huh. Um, Star Wars-wise, I might get Kenobi if they released that. Right. Yeah. Um, but Marvel-wise, like Falcon and Winter Soldier was okay. It's not mm-hmm. when I go back and watch again. Oh, Hawkeye. I would get Hawkeye for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I was thinking, you know, you said you said that I, Andor I think would be a pretty good one as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Andor. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't feel feel normal. Um, yeah, Hawkeye. I think I, again, I would put them all, everything but What If. I don't care about What If uh, enough to to own it on physical. But like again, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that'd be pretty good, right? Like, I I think those would be pretty pretty good to, to revisit. Uh, or, or just have them on a shelf. I like having my what? MCU timeline on a shelf. I was gonna say they'd look good on a shelf no matter what. So yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with that. Um, and then obviously, you know, Secret Invasion, uh, you know, coming out this year, Secret Invasion, Loki season two, and we're, we'll talk about some other ones here in a minute. But um, yeah, I think I, I like to see them all. There's not really as many shows as I thought there was gonna be. I don't need I Am Groot on on 4K, but right. Um, again, what what if is such a weird show uh, to me? But you know, maybe. Maybe they could bundle them together. But anyway, we have these links in our show notes to get those if you want to get them. One um, Division is coming out in November, um, not not September. I lied. So it's coming out, and you can make that someone's Christmas present. Get that for the person you love who doesn't have Disney Plus uh, because they keep raising the rates every time we turn around. <laughs> right. But speaking of Disney Plus, uh, the MCU uh, shows the the upcoming schedule, if you will, not Loki season two, but everything after has literally been shifted and mostly delayed, uh, except for one. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Now, we, we, we've mentioned before previously, after Loki season two, we're going to get Echo. And Echo is supposed to come out the, I guess, the Friday after Thanksgiving and be all in like one burst, right? All episodes in one go. Well, it has been moved from November release to a January 2024 window completely. Mm. Um, right. My guess is there's there's two reasons behind this one. We're going to re- defer back to the SAG after strikes, right? You can't have your people promoting their shows if they're on strike. 
easy, easy right. answer. Right. The the yep. second answer I would say to this is um, with Bob Iger coming back and wanting to make Marvel more of an event kind of, you know, content, having it come out the Friday after Loki ends is not event content planning. That is like, hey, we just got to get this done. My guess is they probably negoci- renegotiated some contracts to get this out an extra month, right? Like we understand, you know, we have to have it out by the end of the year, but, you know, we've, we've rearranged some contracts, spent a little extra money to make this standalone and be more event driven, if you will. Um, right. And I, I guess my, the way I look at it, but I'm also skewed in the way the holidays go. You want some people's eyeballs on your content when they have time off and yeah. the weekend, the Thanksgiving would have been a good one for that. Um, so it makes me wonder when in January they're moving this to. Is it the beginning, like right at the tail end of the holidays, or are they pushing it to like maybe towards the mid or middle or end? Yeah, yeah, and that, that's a great question. I could easily see it being um, late, later January, because um, you know with Deadpool being delayed from February to May um, so far, and who knows if if that that'll be delayed again. They need something in that first quarter, right? For, for right. Marvel, and so far we have um, nothing in, in that first quarter. So Echo would be a good show for that uh, to do that with. But in this regard, it's going to back up a little bit. What if season two, which we had been heard had been delayed till the end of 2024, is actually coming out Christmas 2023? Oh, <laughs> I should have read ahead ahead a little bit before I said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, what if season two is coming out Christmas time? Now I have seen a lot of action figures from this hitting, hitting the shelves this past month. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, the, was it the metal Hydra stomper, right? Uh, the Steve Rogers in the suit. Oh, yep. uh, some of, some of the other, some of the other toys, um, you know, things, things, things we won't talk about because we won't be able to be surprised, but they have moved this up to Christmas time, 2023. So that makes me think they feel like more, maybe more confident. They may drop all nine episodes at once, right? Since it's animated, um, do a, do a binge model over the holidays for kids, right? That's, that's a great time for kids yeah. holidays when they're off school. So, um, I think that's good. I mean, I, I'm not excited to watch it, but I think that's a good, good plan. Right. I, it depends on the, the scenarios they come up with for what if, cause I mean, even back when they were making the comic books, mm-hmm. they were hit and miss for me. Uh, right. and kind of the same with season one. Some of them were great and other ones were like, I think they could have figured something else out, but. I understand what they were doing, but um, is there a certain action figure that would make you want to buy one over another, or do you just notice that they were out and thought? Oh, they were cool? I just I just noticed the full set because usually what happens when these come out, they come out in full sets, right? Like you get a whole yeah. whole thing. So I was noticing the full sets on the on the shelves. Um, I always see the Hydra Stomper because he takes up so much space uh, compared <laughs> to everybody else because it's like two two sides wide than the other one. So um, I always see him, but that's Nothing that really made me that, and I think we talked about last week the um, the Iron Man Sakarn armor that that's coming out oh. as well uh, mm-hmm. from when he was on um, the Collector's Planet because that episode was obviously originally season one, it's now coming out in season two, It'll probably be the first episode, right? Like, hey, we need to people have been waiting on this. Why were they? Why was they in the end of the last, you know, the team up episode of What If? So um, yeah, I, I, to me this is great. I think this also makes Echo move to later January as well to get some space from this. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think that answers that. Now the next show after echo in 2024 will be called Agatha, the dark hole diaries. So that name 
change seems to have stay, uh, stuck from the, uh, the, the chair we covered a couple months ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally, again, Agatha, House of Harkness, now Covenant of Chaos, and now the Darkhold Diaries. I don't care what the name is. Just We, we all kind of get the idea here. But the name's changed, and it's coming early fall 2024. So they are skipping most of spring and summer. Uh, with with these TV shows, Mike or uh, sorry, Mike Jim, um, sorry, have it. Um, it's it's a compliment, really, because uh, it feels like right. we're talking. But but anyway, like they're skipping most of next year to between shows between, between Echo to straight to Agatha in the fall. Now this raises a question for me. Do you think this is too long between um, Scarlet Witch and the Agatha series? Uh, this, this, yeah, this kind of suffers from what I called the black widow syndrome, right? Where they, they made yeah. that movie way too late and then it was delayed even further. Um, possibly, uh, it could now mind you, does it matter if, if maybe they like, Hey, you remember this character from WandaVision? Here she is. And they don't touch WandaVision as much maybe, but it really all depends on how they present it. Right? Like a lot of these shows have been filmed. Agatha has been filmed for a while. Uh, we'll talk about Ironheart in a minute. That's been filmed and done for a while, right? Like who came out in Black oh, Panther. So like, you know, obviously when they first planned these, they were supposed to be boom, 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 boom. That obviously not working very well. The, the streaming service isn't bringing people in. They're not, they're not, they're not hitting those numbers. So they, uh, they just need to make it a, again, like Bob Iger said, event focus. So if they're doing this event focus one for the holiday, the fall, it makes sense. So I, I understand what you're asking, but I don't know if it matters. At the end of the day. Okay. Um, yeah, to me, just in my opinion, it feels like it's been stretched a little too far. Um, uh-huh. Not that my care level is lower, but it just seems like the relevance is a lot lower unless she pops uh-huh. up in something else before then to kind of jog viewers' memories. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I think the um, having it's weird that she got a standalone show. If I'm going to be honest, it's weird that this character got a standalone show um, out of everyone else out there, right? At the end of the day. So yeah. it, it's just, this is a weird character. This and Echo, like the two characters, I'm like, okay, I get it, but I don't need them. What is right. what is Agatha going to be tying to? I guess, I don't care where it starts, but where does it end, right? What is what are the, the effects of this um, magic users at the end of the day? Um, I was going to say, unless they use her as more of explaining the whole Marvel world of magic more so than Doctor Strange and Wanda did. Um, because they kind of, they, they kind of told us some stuff about like her level of magic versus kind of like what Dr. Strange's is, but they never really got into, is it like the, the spectrum that like the green lanterns have, right? Yeah. The lanterns have, you know, so there's different, uh, styles of magic Magic. or different focuses where you tap into something like that would be really neat if they could dive into that. Yeah. And I, I think it would be useful too, for just the general populace to know, but yeah. if it's just to get Catherine Hahn more screen time, uh, I don't know if that's what we need. Well, it's got Aubrey Plaza as the villain, so I'm down. Okay. Yeah. You, I'm back in. Okay. Yeah, exactly. See, they, they got like, I think they got a good cast, but like, again, what are the consequences of these shows? Right. We, we've talked about this. We talked about She-Hulk. She-Hulk ended literally showing the Hulk has a son from Sakaar. Right. Right. What have we done with that? Right. Yeah, the true. Eternals has a, Eternal sitting out of the the not eternal a celestial pulling out of the ocean. What have they done with that? I, I get there's like some long term goals and some long term payoffs coming, but I I want to know more now than 
you know, wait, wait another, you know, again, almost a year. We're a year away from next fall. Fall's not even here yet, right? Right. Uh, we're a year away. And we have, um, you know, uh, till, we, till we even see this. So hopefully they will finally get their quote unquote shit together and uh, start tying this up a little bit better. On yeah. that note, I was going to say Ironheart, just to, 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 before I forget, is that it's also missing from the fall 2023 schedule that was originally here, but it's presumed to be possibly even late next year as the filming for this has been done and they're just sitting on it for a while, right? Um, we are uh, coming up on a year of Wakanda forever, right? Is it one year? Has it been two years? No, it's just one year. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, by the time they, you know, another year pass, will be two two plus years between Ironheart appearances. Right. Um, yeah. so, you know, again, character, why do we have this character here? What is she doing? She's a sub character in, in Wakanda forever. They all don't need little, little specials. So, um, maybe we could reel them back in a bit, but, uh, knowing that it's already filmed, we'll probably be sitting on this one for a while as well. Right. All right. So we taught this, started this at the top of the show, ghost writer, Nick Cage is return rumored to return as Ghost Rider, quote unquote, sooner than you think in the MCU, Jim. And well, the front running option is Deadpool three, right? Obviously, anything that touches Fox's universe, including Ghost Rider, that's where I would see think he would pop up as Ghost Rider. Right. Yeah. Um, my other option is maybe Ghost Rider's in What If, and it does a voice cameo role instead. Oh, that would be cool too, yeah. Because what ifs could touch on those multi universes that we have now know have Fox characters in them. So of these, where where would you put Nicolas Cage in the MCU, Jim? Uh, I think the most effective and fun one would definitely be Deadpool three. Um, mm-hmm. To let Ryan Reynolds run some com or uh, jokes and stuff off of his skewing skew, skew up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then um, but. You know, maybe I'm outing myself, but I'm a fan of the Ghost Rider movies. I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. And um, now, are they like the definitive great superhero movie? No, but you can pop some popcorn and watch one. So I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah, I, I think um, the first one's okay. The second one's really where he starts to get into the crazy parts of Ghost Rider, right? Like if you go watch the yep. behind the scenes where he's painted his mask, his face up to, so they can CGI it later and he's doing like the ticking like with his head and stuff like that. And that, that's one where he's pissing fire too from the trailer. Yep. So uh, I think that's an opportunity uh, to kind of skewer that a bit. But I think, I think Nicholas Cage, especially after, you know, a movie he just did, right. Uh, cameo. He just did. I think he could probably lean into this a little bit as well and do right. that. Maybe have dialogue this time. Oh, why do that? Why, 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 why do that? They, why, why do they give him something like that? Um, that's that's just crazy. What? Don't don't do that. But but anyway, yeah, I I think Nicholas Cage. He's he's uh, we're we're not in the Nicholas Cageisons, but he's like embracing some of the weirder roles, right? And you know, right. I, my concern today is not Nicholas Cage. Is that is Deadpool three just cameo after cameo after cameo? And I've seen a rumor maybe they call it Deadpool kills the Fox. Deadpool Wolverine kill the Fox universe. And that's like the whole premise is he's going around like uh, trimming the Fox universe, if you will, from like with the TVA. If you what, will. I was gonna say, what if they mix everything and Kevin Feige sends Deadpool out to do that? 
Oh, we're not that lucky. We're not. We're not. They're not. They're not. They're not that creative over there. I mean, Robot Kevin sends Deadpool out to trim everything up just for cost reasons. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Hey, we, 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 the budget is getting out of control these timelines. Like, if it was, if it was that meta, Jim, I would be, I would, I would have a great time. Like, do you remember the credits for the first Deadpool where the like the the assholes uh, that produced this kind of thing? Like, they, yep. they skewered the whole thing. If they let yeah. them skewer this to no end again, I would just have a great time. Uh, yeah. So, so maybe I'm gonna cross my fingers, but I know I'm not that lucky, really, at the end of the day. <laughs> Right. Uh, but, um, yeah, if, if it's, you know, if, if, if I had my wish, it would be him going around literally, like you said, calling you being part of the TVA and calling all these universes with the TVA members. Uh, and he's like coming across issues because obviously a lot of these Fox characters are, are, are so powerful people really at the end of the day. Right. So, um, all right. So what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to spend the last part of the show talking about Ahsoka, which I assume you have seen because yes. If not, this is going to be very awkward and very short here at the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, so if anyone else has not seen the first three episodes of Ahsoka, which are now streaming on Disney+, Plus, uh, don't listen. Go watch them. Come back and listen uh, as we kind of talk about it. And we also, again, for people, me and Mike will probably cover it at the end of the, the show because we are going to be halfway. Is it eight episodes or six episodes? Jim, do you remember? Six, isn't it? Uh, I, think uh, it was- I want to say six, yeah uh episodes hold on real fast. gonna double check again I, I think i just did this the other day um come on how many episodes is this okay it says eight okay oh, well then well yeah all right then all right so uh we'll be halfway through this week and so we'll probably be michael probably return at the end of the show and talk about it uh but we're gonna talk ahsoka uh, i'm gonna put the time codes in now should have done this earlier so uh we're gonna talk the first three episodes uh on disney plus so jim you know, you're you're a Star Wars guy. I know you're a Star Wars guy. Yep. Uh, have you ever watched the Clone Wars, the animated show, in its entirety? Oh yes. Yep. Okay. Great. Have you watched Rebels? Yeah, more than once. Yep. Great. So you, I, I'm going to go ahead and predict that you absolutely love these three episodes. The, yeah, I'm, I'm digging them <laughs> pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. So so this show, um, I I've not watched Rebels, but I know Rebels. I know the story points. I know the beats. Everything about it. Because obviously, I follow it in the news. Um, I, I'm seeing a, a lot of lines, a lot of people, like if you are into clone wars and rebels, like this show was for you. Like, obviously like this is a continuation of those. Like some people call it rebels too. Um, again, this is the character that Dave Filoni, uh, was instrumental in creating and running with for, for years now, since 2008. So 15 years. So absolutely great that he gets to continue along. But, um, I, I, I kind of would feel bad for a few people who don't know who's if you're going in blind for the first time or, you know, with minimal knowledge, you might not be getting as much out of this as other people. What do you think? Right. And I say I've heard this referred to as this is the way Star Wars should have been moving forward from the beginning to why are we wasting our time on it? So yeah. <laughs> I personally um, I'm really digging it. Um, I got a few questions. Um and a few critiques, don't get me wrong, but oh, yeah. overall, it's uh, I, I think it's it's kind of a return to form for a Disney Plus Star Wars show. Yeah, I I think one of the, the things for me is the outfit they've put on Rosario Dawson for Ahsoka. Um, the 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 the, the mandrels, whatever's coming oh. out for her head. Um, yep. they look way better now than they did the first time she showed up in Mando season two. Uh, oh. they've, they've really, really fine tuned her live action, uh, costume. And that's, that's great. 
I uh, love the return of David Tennant as Huyang, the robot that's the sassy robot that's always with them, right? Right. Uh, he he's from the Clone Wars. He he um is a, is a droid who teaches younglings how to build lightsabers. And I did not care for Sabine when I watched Rebels, but I really enjoy Sabine in this show more so than Rebels. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know if it's the actress who, who's who's just selling it because I think she she's more the main character than Ahsoka. It feels like at some points in this. Uh, right. So I, I really really enjoy that. Some some notable uh, first as well. We get our first uh, uh, two females lightsaber battle as well in Star Wars. Uh, oh yeah, with, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, with, with Sabine and I forget the other the blonde girl's name, uh, the the half Jedi. Uh, again, this is the, I don't know if it's the last appearance of Ray Stevenson, uh, in a, in a project, but you know, obviously he's playing, um, uh, Balin Skull, I think is his name in this, uh, a, a, a Jedi turned mercenary, if you will. Uh, the first appearances of live action night sisters as well from the Clone Wars, oh, novels, uh, which was a fun little thing here. So I, I, the show I would say is moving a little slow through some of the beats, right? I think we understand where it is, but you know, it's catching some people up. I, I'm, I, it looks beautiful. It's a beautiful looking show by any yeah. means. And, and it really has a lot of character development, a lot of story, you know, people, uh, a lot of emotion in, in the, in these episodes. So that's really great. So I, I, I definitely feel some strength towards it. Uh, Jim, what, what about you? How, um, uh, what are some highlights for your downsides? Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Uh, we're, we're in spoiler territory now, right? Absolutely. God, I hope okay. we are. Okay, good. Um, the the first thing that catches me is I wish that um, Rosario Dawson would emote a little bit more as Ahsoka. She's almost too stoic. Right. Um, and I understand she's mature and older than what she was when we saw her last in Clone Wars, but um, she doesn't quite feel like the same. And I don't want to say happy-go-lucky, but... Um, well, the character was called Snips for a reason before. Right. Yeah, her nickname. Exactly. She she has uh, it, they she's grown up almost too much, overcorrected in the grown up direction. Yeah, exactly, and that's so that feels like it's a little bit missing. But you're spot on with Sabine, um, and I agree with that. It almost feels like her show in some instances, but that's okay because uh, the actress is clearly carrying it. Um, the other great thing that I enjoy, uh, I'm nerd enough that anytime I get a choice to pick a lightsaber color in a video game, I'm going orange. Uh -huh. Every time. And so these bad guys, lightsabers being more orange than red, I would almost call it like a blood orange. Yeah. Um, um, anytime they pull those out, I'm just bouncing in my seat a little bit. Um, but the other thing is, is why is there a uh, uh, inquisitor? Yeah. So that that's the, that's the big question, right? Why is there this yeah. uh, Merrick, Merrick, or I don't know his name, inquisitor. So, there's like uh, about three billion rumors on the internet. <laughs> is, is this Ezra Bridger, who has been, you know, uh, corrupted by the Night Sisters, right? Um, right. Obviously, at the end of episode three, we see the Pergil on this planet where they have gone to build this warp thing, which is supposed to be a path between star systems. So obviously, he may have been able to come back somehow, right? On, on the Pergil, maybe drop them off, come back, was corrupted by the Night Sisters, uh, and is wearing this as a, to hide his thing. Um, is he possibly a uh, live action version of Starkiller from the uh, the Force Unleashed games? Is another theory right. out Which there? Yeah. Um, 
Or is he just a nobody? Just a, somebody else who happened to be an Inquisitor who didn't get killed, right? Who who maybe went and worked for the Night Sisters after they shut down the Inquisitorious program. Which one? What are you thinking, Jim? Is there another one I'm, I'm forgetting? Um, off the top of my head, no. Um, those are about the three that I've really heard. But that leads into a question: If if um, well, I'm blanking his name all of a sudden. Uh, Ezra. Ezra, yeah. If he were able to come back, that to me would be more of a plot hole or, you know, it just, they would have to do a lot of explaining and stretching to figure out why he didn't go back and find everybody from Rebels, mm-hmm. um, which maybe that's part of the story. I don't know. But, um, which leads kind of into another question of, I thought from Rebels that when when they jumped with Thrawn, with the Pergil at the end, it was just kind of a random jump and nobody knew where they went. And then suddenly there's a star map that's ancient that follows that. Well, Did I miss something? Yeah. So, so the way it works, the, per, the original star um, charts, the, the, the warp paths were, were based on following the Pergil because that means they had experience of not running into other planets or stars on their okay. paths. So they use, they followed them to chart that, that those star paths. So my guess is, you know, um, maybe the Pergil from Lothal or Lothal, you know, went somewhere, you know, they didn't go somewhere random. They went somewhere they've been before because they, that they have to be safe on those paths, but right. wherever it's, they are, the migration route. Yeah. Yeah. So where they are now is not necessarily, it, it may be another point on that migration path. They didn't jump back to the same exact spot in Lothal every time. Maybe they jump to this galaxy and then they jump to this planet that they're building this thing on, and they only know where they only know the arrival point, not where they came from from there, right? So that okay. my, that's my theory. Now, mind you, I don't you don't they shouldn't have to explain this very well, and I think they will, um, uh, you know, as we get a little little closer. But you know, I I the one thing I did hate about this we got back we got back Mon Mothma, right? Hera is in this, and but yeah. like the the New Republic is already like. Yeah, we don't. They're doing the Harry Potter thing. We don't believe the villain's alive. He's obviously dead. Uh, you know, uh, he's never coming back. We're we're too proud to admit something might be wrong, kind of thing. I, I hate right. that trope of things, and it's gonna be like one of those things. Like we know we've seen Thrawn in the trailer. He's coming back. You're all wrong. So right. why why are we doing this this whole standard trope with a, you know, the government not acknowledging the bad guys there until he is back kind of deal well from what i understand um the uh asian senator i don't know his name um but from what i read and saw he's a character from resistance Mm -hmm. and this actually sets up his fate in resistance okay so it they're kind of they kind of box themselves in so they're you know working within the bounds that they already have so i mean not to completely defend it but it kind of gives a little bit more of an idea of why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I kind of agree with you too. It's like, really, you guys just took down a giant empire that was run by Sith and you're not going to believe this. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, these are, these are, it, it's, it's a world. It's a, it's a fucking galaxy full of, you know, um, space wizards and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's, we, we, they are working in between two periods where they've already set up movies. So you're right. They have very little to do here in the, in the main scheme of things. So um, it'd be more interesting maybe if they weren't relying on the government, like this was more off the books kind of deal. Um, 
but you know, I, I guess if they really wanted to to put it in there and show like, yeah, they are on their own at the end of the day is a little crazy. Now I will say, you know, going back to uh, Mer- Merrick, um, you know, the the character I, I just found out Sam Witwer who played the voice and was the likeness for uh, uh, what's it called Force Unleashed character uh, Star Killer, whose name was Galen Merrick. It sounds like Merrick. Which is the name? So I'm, apparently he could be that character, which would be fun. But yeah. um, I, I mean, I, I hope it's not Ezra. I'm, I they got this big actor. And I really hope they find him before the last episode as well, right? Like I, I don't want them yeah. to be like, uh, hey, it's the last episode and here he is. Um, but if he comes back, I also want to see how long of how long is that? Like a five year? No, ten at least ten year growth on him, right? As a, as a person. Right. What did he do for 10 years out in space? Did he learn new skills? Is he going to come back more powerful as a Jedi? Um, yeah. You know, what, what are not as a Jedi, but you know, as a force user. And that's the thing I don't like people say, um, you know, uh, Ahsoka is a Jedi. She's not a Jedi. She left the Jedi order. She's just a force right. user. She's not a Jedi. So she doesn't have to follow the Jedi way. She's just a force user who was trained with the Jedi for a little bit, but then left them because, you know, obviously she was wrong. So, um, yeah. I, I enjoy more so of her not be Jedi. I did enjoy her blue outfit, her spacesuit again on the third episode where she was on the wing of the ship deflecting blasters. I thought that was cool because she's worn that before and done that in some of the, the episodes. Right. Um, yeah. Um, it feels it feels good. What any, anything else about? I mean, three episodes in is hard to say. I'm very excited to watch four tomorrow on Tuesday night. Right. Like that's my yeah. highlight about Tuesday nights. Now at nine o'clock, <laughs> we get to watch Ahsoka. So uh, right. is is there anything else? Um, to, to kind of throw out there before we um oh i was gonna say another very bad theory out there is that merrick might be canaan which that would oh. be awful if they did that yeah no no he's he's dead he died right yeah exactly. Uh, now now mind you the you know rebels did do the whole thing where they 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 pulled someone out of a out of time right kind of deal the the yep. space between but yeah he, he died for a reason i don't think i do not think for a second dave filoni would do that to us Right. Yeah, I hope. I, I don't think you would. I think it'd be interesting. Um, now, yeah. the the last thing I said, the other rumor is, you know, we we're going to get a, uh, you know, an Anakin slash Vader cameo later in the oh. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I would love I would love to see that, but I think we need to probably. I mean, the story's moving pretty 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 fast, but I think they need to, you know, get on with some lightsaber battles, Jim. Yep. They, they really need to start clashing with these dark Jedi or telling us who they are. You know why do they why did they live after Order sixty six at the end of the day? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, at this point, would uh, uh, Ray Stevenson? I can't think of his name in the show. Uh, would he Balin. have been Balin? How old would he have been when Order sixty six happened? Yeah, like, ten years younger, I guess. Or no, not ten. Oh, years. it was only ten years ago. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Ten years ago was Rebels. So. Uh, 30, 30 years ago, he'd have been, you know, thirties probably. Okay. Yeah. So that's just, I was trying to figure that out too, about, yeah. How he escaped. Was he a Padawan that got out or was he uh, an actual knight at that point? Yeah. He, he looks to be pretty, he would have been middle, middle age probably by that time. Um, with that. So, so absolutely. I, I think the one thing that star Wars needs to embrace a little bit more that, um, you know, Star Trek does is the idea that, you know, there's more than just humanoids on all these planets. Like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. there are actually aliens out there. Andor didn't do it at all. Uh, Obi-Wan tried to a little bit, right? 
Um, I, I think I think Ahsoka needs to do so as well. I know she is not a she's humanoid in her looks and 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 stuff like that, but I think we could get some more actual aliens involved. I think it would be fun. Yeah, me too. I just makes me wonder if they're too expensive. That's why. It could be, but hell, the whole show's based on aliens. I mean, like is well, I the, know. Per, the Pergil are like the closest thing we get to aliens so far. And some sassy right. droids. Uh, now, mind you, they, they have you know Hera and Ahsoka uh, in makeup the whole time. So I applaud mm-hmm. them for that. But yeah, I'd like to see some, some really obscure aliens pop in. But anyway, Ahsoka, uh, five more episodes left, apparently, uh, middle of the show uh, next week, um, this this coming week. So really hope to see where the back half of the show is is going to land for us. So cross our fingers. Right. Yeah, I hope it's that. it's them dealing with Thrawn and not just bringing him back. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. like setting up his threat more than just the last thirty seconds. He, oh, he's back. Yeah, he's got to come back and actually do something. He's got to come back and have a plan, right? Like that's the important right. part. Not just showing up and being, oh, he's he's a, he's evil because he exists. He, he's not a force user. He's a myth, military strategist. So right. he needs to come back and have a strategy to to do this and take over and see where that is. And uh, yeah, same same with Ezra. Ezra needs to come back and have growth in his character as well uh if you if like, you will to me thrawn is the star wars equivalent of sherlock holmes in his yeah. thinking uh-huh played by uh villain uh from the series sherlock in the bbc with been in a cover match so mm-hmm. um yeah so exactly yeah he's got to come back and, and prove his value other than just hey i uh i'm here i'm a blue guy and blue yeah. da ba dee da ba da and uh <laughs> i'm evil so all right, well, anything else on Ahsoka, Jim, before we, before we wrap up today's episode? Nope, just hope they finish well. Yep, yep, you got to pull through real strong and, and really start hitting with some... I want to see some twists and turns, so some stuff we didn't expect along the way, so right, cross fingers. Well, Jim, thank you for being a guest host today. You're a super fan, as always. Uh, and if people want to know what you're doing, what you're up to, where can they find you at? Uh, I am pretty much HF, like Harrison Ford, 605 on all social media. Uh, that's also my PlayStation tag. I'm, I think my it Xbox is. tag is that. Yeah. I'm not, I don't remember. So, um, yeah, if you want to find me anywhere, that's the way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure we put that in the notes. Uh, as usual, people want to find me as Valdan, V A L D A N, anywhere. Um, you can find Valdan87 on Instagram, anywhere with video games, same same thing as it. Now, now, Jim, do you feel comfortable enough to take us out on the, on the way of the show out? Yeah, for sure. All right, go for it. So I say, and as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com, where you can find it, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and more. That's right. And if you get a chance, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, give us a uh, follow us on X. We don't really put anything on there. Social media, we 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 got rid of social media a couple weeks ago. You guys know this. Uh, we don't we don't care. Just just to, and how do people become a super fan, Jim? You are one of the original super fans. How do people <laughs> get that status, that badge uh, of honor? Share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy, and uh, buy swag off the store. That's right. You buy swag. You have a lot of swag, don't you, Jim? You buy you buy some superhero yeah. slate swag. Actually, I do. I was going to say it's uh, pretty good stuff though. I mean, yes, it is. Uh, I was going to say, and yes, this is geared towards me, but if you could get Mike to design a uh, super fan shirt, not for me, but I mean, just it says super fan. I think Uh that would be neat. 
Yeah, we need a super and, and with instructions on how to become a super fan. Oh, even better, yeah, like on the back or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, Mike, I know you're not listening, but we're gonna we're, everyone who's who listens this far into the episode should tell him, let him let him know what's up, so so he can get on that. So, but anyway, Jim, thanks again for for helping uh, helping out uh, being being a host with Mike's out. Uh, and uh, anything else before we before we sign off? Uh, nope. Just you guys, just keep doing what you're doing, and I'll keep super fanning. So, All right. Well, thanks, thanks again. For the at, chance. At anytime, man. And we will see everybody else next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe.